Hey y'all, welcome back to Refined in the Fire, Come Out Like Gold. I'm Blessed Kenya. And today we're going to be talking about excuses. <laughs> so I'm sure you have heard things like, I don't have time and I'm going to do it tomorrow. Things that we've said to ourselves, things that we've said to other people like, I don't have the resources or I just don't feel like doing it or maybe I'll do it another time or there's so many excuses and I'm sure right now you can think in the past week of an excuse that you've made to yourself or to another person so when I asked God what would you like me to speak about and he said excuses and I'm like okay this is going to deliver people but it's going to deliver me (laughs) because sometimes I can just have excuses and I remember one time there's a phrase in um, that people say where something happens and they're like, I can't, I can't, meaning like I can't deal with this and, and I can't deal with that person. I can't deal, I, you know, don't want to be bothered kind of thing. And that's what it means when someone says, I can't, I can't. And I remember something happened. I don't know what it was, but it was definitely with someone, a situation. And I replied, I can't with a little, you know, to And the Holy Spirit corrected me right away. He said, is that that you can't, Kenny? You don't want to. And I said, oh, oh. well, Lord, you're right. (laughs) It's not that I couldn't. I was making the excuse. I just didn't want to. So instead of me being honest and saying, I don't want to, I was just saying, I can't, I can't. And I just want to share, you know, openly and, and truthfully and honestly about excuses because we all do it. We all have that time of, uh, uh, and we think of something, something else to say other than, you know, the truth of the matter. And sometimes we just really need to be honest with ourselves. We need to be honest with someone else and say, I don't want to do that right now. Or I, I, I really don't want to do that at this time, maybe another time right now. And then sometimes we're just being lazy or we're just you know we just really don't feel like it we just want to relax because who wants to feel like they're doing a task or duty all the time and I'm not even going to say all the time but at certain times we just want to relax and when it comes to that procrastination or laziness and man I I used to be just (laughs) on top of that not in a good way like procrastination laziness and I had learned in life procrastination and laziness you know when someone says oh you're I'm a procrastinator or oh I'm lazy it's really not so much so of um, a lack of motivation because a lot of people say and also that comes with excuses too a lot of people say oh you know let's say the gym it's uh you know I I want some abs and I'm not motivated enough to go to the gym and you know by the time the gym opens it's too early and uh, I can't go to gym at this time because I have to pick up my son from school and excuses 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 and it's really not a lack of motivation it's a lack of vision I'll say it again procrastination and laziness is not a lack of even faith it's not a lack of motivation it's a lack of vision meaning we cannot see or perceive well the end result of this thing 
so we make excuses for it. Sometimes we have an idea, sometimes we have a task, sometimes there's something to do at church or at home or at work or something personal that you want to get done. Maybe you want to write a book, maybe you want to start a business for yourself, maybe you want to do um, something to benefit, you know, your, your house or your generation or, you know, something small. Maybe you want to start planting flowers, maybe you want to, whatever it may be. And it's not the lack of the startup vision. Sometimes it's the lack of the end vision. You're like, yeah, well, I want to I wanna have a business where I want to, you know, plant flowers and grow flowers. And, you know, I can give the flowers to the sick and help them feel better. And, you know, when people have a birthday and, and all these things is good. And you start and you buy all these seeds and you get all this compost and your house stinks because you got manure in it. <laughs> and you have tools and rakes and whatever else. I don't know that to start your business and your your hype and you know we all get hype at first and you start going and then you start getting ex- you know making excuses well uh I can't do it on Tuesdays because and what it is is a lack of vision the end result so something that we can do is just definitely keep the end result in mind listen I've made a vision board at first I was like vision boards psh, they do help because you ever heard the, the phrase if you see it you believe it or I'll believe it when I see it if you see it, you can believe it. So if you put the thing, the vision, the thing before you, if you constantly have that thing before you, then you'll start to believe that in that you could do it. And yes, discouragement does come. Yes, you know, things like that do come, but don't let it be an excuse to stop you. So I'll just share with you quickly some things that the Holy Spirit gave me to help overcome excuses, laziness, um, and things of that nature procrastination because we all do it we all do it <laughs> but the first thing that the lord gave me was number one cast down thoughts so there's a scripture that says um cast down vain thoughts and imaginations and hide things that exalt itself against the knowledge of god and that just simply means vain thoughts is um or imaginations it's just things that how can i say it uh Let's say you pump air in a balloon and it just, you know, it just kind of deflates in the air. That's, you know, imaginations, thoughts where your mind just runs away, vain things, uh, things where you, it's not really reality. It's not realistic. It's, it's idolistic. It's, it's theology. It's not really real. So there's times when we have thoughts that is a vain thought and imagination. Let's say, um, tomorrow is Monday. And I'm like, man, I wonder if it's going to rain tomorrow. I don't know. Hmm. I wonder if I should wear some layers of clothes. Yeah, because if I don't, then, you know, maybe uh, something will happen. I'll get a cough. And yeah, and if I get a cough. And those are, those are vain thoughts and imaginations. My mind is starting to run wild. And those are things that it's just not realistic. So when, it, when I say pull it down, I can literally choose my own thoughts. And I say, uh, uh, Kenya, no, you're not going to think that way. So that's me pulling down, casting it down, throwing it down to the ground and letting the knowledge of God. So the knowledge of God is also wisdom. What can I do? I can look at my weather app <laughs> and see the weather for tomorrow and say, oh, you know, 72 degrees, sunny, partly cloudy. Okay. It's going to be a nice day. And that's the wisdom. So now I can go off the, the wisdom of God, the wisdom that God has given me, the knowledge, instead of a vain thought or imagination or, or, or unfruitful things, things that's just, it really, 
it's not going to come to any realism it's just like a thought that just kind of floats away like a balloon in the sky so that's just like a side note so casting down thoughts so as a man thinks so is he right that's what the bible says so if i continually think in what i cannot or do not want to do then that's what i'll be how can i become when i don't think i am how so how can i be if i don't even know who i am in my thoughts if i'm constantly thinking in excuses of you know or actually excuses also are selfish because if i'm always thinking of what i want what i want and what i don't want to do and i don't want to help others and that's a selfish mindset so then how can i be who i'm supposed to be if i can't even help others if if i can't even think i'm better than my thoughts um so habits come from actions come from thoughts if i'm not in the habit of doing of being a doer and just being a hearer because the word says not just to be hearers but to be doers of the word so if i'm not in the habit of doing then i have to go back and look at the root what is the root of me not doing what is the root of me not cleaning up the house often what is the root of me not doing that project that i'm supposed to be doing what is the root of not implementing that idea that i know i had that was a great idea that can make me money what was the the root of me not pushing forward with that god dream that that dream that god has given me what's the root of that uh outing that fire that i had in me that burning desire to start my plant business you know what was the root of me not doing what i'm supposed to be doing studying i said you know every tuesday night i'm going to study from 7 to 7:30 and i'm going to you know worship what was the root of all that the root of all that it goes back to my thoughts the patterns in my thoughts the negative self talk the lack of faith the lack of trust the lack of truth and belief in god and in the god in me and his abilities in me so that's where all that stuff comes from it goes back to our mind you know so the bible says he can do exceedingly abundantly above all i can ask for or think according to the power that works within me so i can ask and i can think do you know how many times beloved that i thought things and god answered my thoughts and he i was like whoa i mean no one ever ceases to amaze me other than god like god he never ceases to amaze me you know sometimes i'll think things and he does it and i'm like whoa according to the power that works in me is jesus christ so am i not believing the jesus in me am i not believing that god can do exceedingly and abundantly am i not believing that i can do all things through christ who strengthens me it all goes back to my thought patterns so that's something that we can do is definitely choose our thoughts better and think about how we're thinking think like okay when it comes to this situation in my family or in my business or at my job or in church or even with myself you know i want to drink more water um i want to eat more vegetable just different things that comes in my mind it also says in proverbs 18:21 life and death are in the power of the tongue those who love it will eat its fruit meaning i can speak life over myself 
and say, tomorrow at 2 p.m., I'm going to get my butt up and I'm going to go to the gym. And you know what? Not only will I go to the gym, I'm going to work out, have a great workout, and come home and drink a bottle of water. Or I can speak death to myself. Death meaning to kill the situation, to kill that, that, um, that thought, or starting from the thought. I can say, eh, tomorrow at 2 p.m., I'm going to go to the gym. So it starts good. At tomorrow at 2 p.m., I'm going to go to the gym. But my foot was kind of hurting me, so maybe I shouldn't go. And yeah, if I, if, I, if I walk in the treadmill, I could twist my ankle. And yeah, so you know what? I'll just do it another, way, another day. So I just killed and spoke death to my own self. So life and death is in the power of your tongue in my tongue you can speak life to yourself or you can speak death to yourself and it starts from your thoughts because if you're going to speak something that has life or if you're going to speak something that has death or something negative it starts it started from your thoughts it started from the things that you were thinking about and then you spoke it out of your mouth and it says and those who love it eat the fruit thereof so meaning it's going to come it's going to happen if you say, oh, yeah, I'm going to twist something, I'm going to have a bad day. Oh, you know, the people that say um, when it rains, I, I can't stand when people say this. If it's dark or cloudy or it rains, they say, oh, it's nasty outside. Who said? <laughs> we need the rain to give us life. It's nasty outside? And now you're having a bad day because there's no sun for once? You know, or uh, um, I can't believe I got a flat tire. It's going to ruin my whole day. Your whole day? 24 hours is going to ruin because you had one flat tire in how many months and how many years so we have to learn how to be positive to think positive to be positive in Christ to be positive in our thoughts just to think better and remember it's a choice and you can think better number two is to ask for help <laughs> I remember Many years ago, I used to, um, I was a chef and um, a head chef in this place, this college in the city, and I never really carried a lot of cash on me, and that day, I think I had literally like a dollar or two, maybe just a dollar, maybe two or so, and I was walking to work from the train station, it was early in the morning, I think it was about seven or so in the morning, and I see a homeless man pushing a car full of, well, his life probably, you know, things, and pushing it in the street next to the cars, walking the opposite way of me as I'm walking down the road. And I know I had $2 or a dollar, I can't remember which one, in my pocket. And I said to myself, I'm going to give him my dollar. It was either give him a dollar and keep one or give him just a dollar, something like that. And I went out of my way, I walked into between the cars, and I went to the man and I put, stuck my hand out to give him the dollar. I said, you know, hi. And he gave me the nastiest look. <laughs> he gave me the nastiest look and just kept walking like I could have spit on him. You know, like he looked at me like, <laughs> you know, I don't need your stinking dollar. And I was like, okay. Um, wow. So... I put my dollar back in my pocket and I kept walking to work. And I remember saying, Lord, what was that? And I heard the Lord say, pride goes before destruction. So 
I looked it up. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Now, that man needed the money. I mean, you know, he was homeless. Homeless, like he lived in the street. His life was in a shopping cart. He definitely needed the, the help, but he was just used he was just being prideful you know so his destruction was his pride I used to be really prideful and I never asked for help or wanted it even though at times I desperately needed it I was the one who loved to help people but I really didn't want any help myself even when someone saw that I needed it and that's pride that's pride do do we want destruction in our own life? Of course not. If there's a tough time, saying I need help or asking for a spirit of humility and a teachable heart, that helps. Jesus asks for help. How? Because he asks 12 different men from 12 different places to come and learn from him and to follow him. He was sent for the world but knew it would take help from different backgrounds and, and things like that. So don't ever let a different background or a face deter you. There was a time when I, I was in need of help. And uh, there was a time when I had lost my job and I needed my phone bill paid. And I think at the time it was just $50. And I was like, God, I need my phone bill paid. And at the time, my sister, she was used to helping me. Um... And another friend of mine at the time was used to helping me. And I was like, wow, I really need my phone bill paid. But I didn't want to ask these people again because I was always asking them to help me out. So I asked God, what can I do? God had told me to ask the unlikeliest of people. And I was like, that person? Really? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, but that person... They don't even like me like that. <laughs> and I was like, um, that person, you know, they, nah, it has to be somebody else because they already look at me like less than, and they look down on me and, you know, and this is not just hearsay. Like I knew that this person was like that towards me and I was like, okay. And uh, I, I was nervous. I was shaking. I was scared. I was, I was so many things. And I just, at the time I didn't believe God that it, you know, what he said was perfect because we say, Oh God, you're perfect in all your ways. Right. But when he said, this is the help, I was like, mm. and I asked the person and they said, fine. Okay. And I was like, wow, that's it. That's all it took. Okay. Then at that moment I realized my perception is off. I realized that my eyes, that was the problem. So in my eyes, I thought the person just was going to shun me. But God knew who to send me for help at that time. Now, maybe I wouldn't have been able to ask them again. Because it was just for that moment God had pressed on their heart to help me. And they did once I asked. So I had to ask for help and I received the help. And God mostly sends help in or through people. <laughs> I knew a woman who always asked God for help. And when God would send the help through a person, they would, they would cry like, no, no. And I don't want it like this. And because it was pride, the person didn't want other people to know that they needed help. Well, how come God just can't do it? Well, God is not a genie. 
He's not going to wave his hand and then voila, you know, the help is there. Now God is a miracle worker. He's awesome in all of his ways. He can do what he wants. He can wink his eye and we receive a miracle and help. But God shows us how important it is to help one another, to love one another, how important it is for community, how important it is to, to give and receive you know, and all those things. So, and don't just always be the one that's, um, giving also learn how to receive and so on and so forth. So God will send help in or through a person or situation that has to deal with people. So our perspectives needs to change. And if all of your help has burned you and you did ask God for help before, and they all burned you, I pray right now that God heals your heart from those who have burned you. I pray that you receive fresh new help, a fresh anointing and divine help and watch God amaze you. I mean, amaze you when he sends his fresh help. And the third thing is receive the help to do. (laughs) Sounds obvious, right? Like, come on. Of course we'll receive the help, but, but do we? So we ask for the help, but do we always receive the help? Mm. And that's not always the case. In life, I've experienced and seen many others and and realized that the number one thing, we realize that we need the help, number one. Number two, we'll ask God or we'll ask man or somebody for help. And number three, we'll reject the help that's sent to us. <laughs> and, and, you know, it seems and it sounds foolish, right? But, hey, we've all done it. I've done it at multiple times or one time or so and if you have never done it think about it maybe you have and maybe you didn't realize that the help that was sent to you you didn't realize that you shunned it you didn't realize that you pushed it to the side and (laughs) something that my bishop says he says people have a, a packaging spirit and that means it's where you don't like the package that arrived the package might be a person you don't particularly particularly like I always have trouble with that word two L's um, or care for or it could be a co-worker you've been assigned to to work with a project or someone you'd rather just stay away from or one of the greatest ones of all a person who you think is less than in wisdom hmm, or knowledge or understanding i.e. a child so my six-year-old son he checks me quite often. He's very bold when he speaks. And there's times that my help may even come through him. And I cannot reject him just because he's little. He's three foot, whatever. And, you know, he's, he's uh, in my eyes, I experience he's unlearned. No, the spirit of God can rest and do rest upon children. And that's something that we have to re- learn to receive from our children as well. Or even a person that you just, to be honest, you may not think is that smart. You may not think, you know, all their marvels are in there. But what if for that moment in time, for that day, for that hour, or that minute, that person, that person you think, eh, I don't know about that one, is the person to help you. But we already put in our minds a perspective of that person or, or that thing, and we're like, that's just that person. Ah, that's just, just like Jesus. Ah, that's Jesus from Nazareth. Isn't that the, isn't he a carpenter? Isn't that Mary's boy? Isn't that Joseph's son? Jesus, please. Because their perspective, they didn't have a new fresh perspective. They didn't see through eyes of humility. They just saw through, ah, 
Jesus, whatever. It's, it's just him. So then how can they receive anything? That's why Jesus couldn't even do miracles in his own hometown. His people couldn't receive him because they, they viewed him wrong. So that's something that our view has to change. Because there's, there's an area in our life or two or more where our view just isn't what we thought it was. The, the truth of the matter is not what we thought it was. There was some type of fallacy in that place. So I definitely said to God a time or two, God, I don't mean like this. You know, when I want help, I, 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 I think, okay, it should look like this. And, you know, some of us even have the gall to get mad or annoyed at the help that was presented to us at that time. I was sharing with a friend earlier that people say, you know, pray for me, pray for me, girl, pray for me, <laughs> or just pray for me. And I pray. And then I see that God will send the help and then they shun the help. And then they say, pray for me. Why, why, why be in this cycle? Why say, pray for me? I actually do pray for you. But then do you really want the prayer? Do you really want the help? Or are you just saying, you know, pray for me and like, oh, you know me. Do you really want to change? There has to be a point in our lives where we truly want, uh, excuse me, where we truly, yeah, want the help that we need. I said it right. <laughs> that we truly want the help that we need because if we don't want it, then that that is a form of pride where we're in our hearts. We might not even verbally say, I need help. But there's times in our life we all need help in some form or fashion or the other. For those of us who's like, oh, I got it. I, I used to be that girl. I got it. I could do it. I could do it. We all need help. And, and even if you do have it, receiving help lessens your burden. It makes your life easier. If I know that I can carry two, two grocery bags, one in each hand, and, you know, one has bread and one has eggs. We know bread and eggs are light. You know, my, my baby, when he was uh, two years old, can carry that. And if my son says, hey, mom, you need help? I know that bread and eggs are light, but listen, give it to him. Let them do it anyway. Ease your life. Be burden free. Give him the eggs. Give him the bread. Give it to them. Give, give. Even if you don't fully need the help, give it to them. If someone says, hey, can I help you with anything? Do you need a little money? Sure. We could all use a few extra dollars. I don't care what, what your status is uh, with money. If someone says, and if someone is genuine, because some people say things that they don't mean it. But for those who genuinely mean it, hey, you need anything? Sure. I could use a, a gallon of milk. I can use some, you know, $10, $20 for lunch tomorrow. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that's how we learn how to receive. Sometimes just a simple thank you and just take it, even if you feel like you don't need it. Maybe if you don't fully need it, bless somebody else. Maybe there's somebody else that needs that $10. You don't need the $10. You have whatever money in the bank. Or you have bread. Or you have this. Or you have that. Or bless somebody else. Take it and give it to someone else. So, yeah, like I was saying, don't say, uh, for those who do say, pray for me. Or say, I need the help. And then the help comes and then you shun the help. Because some people may not say pray for me. Some people may just say, oh, I want to do this. And then you receive instructions. You receive, okay, then God sends the help. And the help is in a form of advice. The help is in a form of good counsel. The help is in a form of, um, you know, a school maybe you have to go to or in the form of a friend that's saying, hey, uh, what about this? Or helping push you along in your journey. And then you're like, eh, 
and then you push away the help knowing that you needed help in that situation so when help is sent in whatever form it is sent in or whomever that's a good place to learn and grow and move on and to say okay I may not like what or who but I need this right now in my life and I want to move on let us get off the carousel of the unlearned let us not be that way receiving is a two-way street most of us love to help in some form or the other and we feel good we feel good knowing that we made a difference in somebody's life we feel good knowing that we made someone smile and someone happy that we helped we are an asset to society hallelujah so let someone else share in that feeling hmm? and just say thank you period don't say thank you with excuses and well uh, mm, uh, no let us start to actually get rid of that form of pride and just say if someone says hey you need anything thank you I really had to learn to say thank you I was the one who gave all the excuses and if someone um, says something so I'll take for an example yesterday my mom came over and I just had a, a big catering job on um, two, two days ago. So I still had um, some pans that were stacked on my stove. I did, they just needed rinsing. And um, the night that we came in, uh, my boys and I, we didn't eat the whole day. Uh, we ate a little something. But when I'm, when I'm working, I'm working. And we had a little bit of leftovers from the party. So we ate. I think this was at like, what, 1 a.m.? Uh, we went to bed about two, you know, threw some dishes in the, in the sink and like a few and, uh, you know, my stove was still a mess and we just went to bed and I was like, I will get this thing in the morning. And for those of you who will not want to chastise me for leaving dishes in the sink, hey, that's my own cost to bear. So <laughs> don't judge because, hey, I just, that's my thing. If that's your thing, that's your thing. Moving on. Um, yeah, so I... Um, the next day my mom came over and you know she's like oh uh do you need help cleaning up the kitchen you know I I I don't know there's something about cleaning I really love to clean and my initial response usually would have been like no if she would have said you need help doing this or help doing that you know maybe I'm folding clothes at the moment or maybe I'm making dinner and when she's like do you need help the old Kenya would have said no because of how I perceived my mom maybe she didn't help me in certain parts of my life that I wanted her to help me but now she's trying she's trying to change she's trying to love more she's trying to be that mom that maybe in certain parts maybe she just didn't or wasn't at the moment so I said wait a minute in my mind I said yeah I said sure mom now the old me would just be like no and then I would have been in the kitchen you know I'm grumbling and complaining (laughs) but for what the Bible says to do things without, you know, grumbling, complaining, disputing. For what? What What would have helped? So I said, sure. And she washed the dishes and I cleaned the stove. And you know what? Afterward, we felt fulfilled. When it was done, we were both happy, like hugs and kisses. And she left. I felt more relaxed instead of stressed. And I had actually more time just to, just, just to be. So... I just wanted to share that with you guys and the last scripture that I want to give you guys is also don't be wary in well-doing so that's in Galatians 6 yes sorry I'm going to it right now 
Galatians 6 and 9, it says, And let us not grow weary. And that's my prayer for all of you listening. Let us not grow weary while we're doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Meaning, don't be discouraged. Don't make excuses. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, like as it's today, let us do good to all especially to those who are of the household of faith because those in the household of faith are praying for you to do better. So like, share, subscribe for more tidbits, revelations, stories, how-tos from the heart of God to you through me, Bless Kenya. Love you all. Blessings. Mwah.